0: Hi, this is Shalom Asalsin, the host of the Teenage Impact Podcast, where we share stories, tips, and specific strategies on how you as a teenager can overcome any struggles in your life. I've interviewed over 70 people from around the world on their struggles as a teen, how they overcame it, and how you can overcome your struggles as well. I know I have slowed down with the podcast episodes. I do apologize. I've really been super busy since I am a one-man show. I, have, I, I just released my book called Never Fight Alone, which this podcast episode is going to be about. I'm really honing in on my youth speaking career. I have several speaking engagements lined up for the fall. I've been perfecting one of my main speeches called The Three Keys of Building Resiliency. I have a speaking engagement lined up in the end of the week, I have a couple coming up in October, so I'm super excited about that and I'm on this journey to finally achieving my dream of becoming a successful youth speaker and I'm going all in into that dream not not saying that I'm not going to release podcast episodes. I'm going to strive to have one podcast interview every single week or one podcast episode every single week so I could provide high value to you, wherever you are listening, I know uh, over 30 countries have listened to my podcast, Teenage Impact, and I'm super grateful. I have some exciting news. Yes, I finally released my brand new book called Never Fight Alone. This has been a 16-month project, and it has been one of my dreams ever since I was 22 years old. And that was about seven years ago. I can't believe it. But I'm finally an author. This is phenomenal. It feels great. I'm grateful for everyone. I'm grateful for my friends and family. I'm grateful for my girlfriend. I am grateful for everyone who has trusted me in the past few years and really helped bring out the best in me. I'm grateful for my mentors. And I wouldn't have done it for each and every one of you. This podcast episode is going to be why I decided to write Never Fight Alone, how I got started, my journey, lessons I have learned, and a a valuable tip for anyone that wants to write a book. First of all, let's go into why I started to write the book. For those who have been following me for quite a while, you know that I have been bullied for 15 years, pretty much for every reason you can think of. Main reason was my, uh, the way I spoke English wasn't my first language. I was laughed at the first 15 seconds of any presentation out there. People mimicked the way I spoke. I constantly had to repeat myself every time I spoke because people couldn't understand me. And I was ashamed to speak in large groups of people. People misunderstood it as me being shy, but it was just me not being comfortable speaking in large groups because I was afraid of being picked on, or I was afraid of being laughed at, or I was afraid of constantly having to repeat myself. There was other reasons I, I was picked on for, which I'm not gonna go into, but speaking was one of the main things I was picked on for for many years. I went to speech therapy class for seven years. They were actually pulling me out of regular class, to put me into a program to help me speak properly. And mental health has been something I wanted to get into for a long time. I I had anxiety for a very long time. I used to put this unbearable pressure on myself to perform well and do well. And I wanted to do something about mental health, especially after I graduated. I had a lot of people vent to me about the problems and how they're sad or how they're anxious. And it made me get thinking, there's so many people out there who's the same. So suicide is, according to CDC, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, suicide is the second leading cause of death in the United States, ages 10 to 34. In the world, according to the WHO organization World, Health Organization and Burden Disease Control Study. One suicide every 40 seconds. That That is just a statistic that, for me, I can't ignore. In the past, uh, since 22 years old, I wanted to become an inspirational speaker. And since then, from 22 to, I would say, about almost, no, from 22 to 27 almost 28 years old i have been trying to find out the ropes i i in the beginning of my professional career i decided to get good at public speaking then i started to get better at leadership skills and sales skills and then relationship building skills and i was just developing the skills over time and i was trying to figure out what avenue to take to go into speaking i went into I got trained by several well-known speakers, Brian Tracy he has spoken in over a hundred countries. I, I was trained by Joe Yazback for six months. He spoke in about 15, 16 different countries. Then I went to different professional development programs, the John Maxwell program, Dale Carnegie. I was into professional development. Then I started a YouTube channel. At first I went to public speaking guy, Coaching other people on public speaking tips. I led youth programs to help people, to help teenagers develop their public speaking skills. I did that for a couple of years. And then I formed Purpose Creates Impact, where it was just a motivational channel. And I realized even though I was telling myself I'm targeting teens, I wasn't really targeting teens, my audience wasn't there. And one day I was taking a shower. This was when I was about to turn 28 years old, 17 months ago. I was taking a shower and I thought to myself, I need to rebrand myself. And this time I need to follow something which I'm extremely passionate about. And that's how Teenage Impact came about. I've always wanted to get into mental health. I've always wanted to write a book. And I've always wanted to interview different people. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna take the leap of faith. At first, I was thinking about entrepreneurship after surveying, you know, about 50, 60 teens. I realized no one really cares about entrepreneurship tips. They care about mental health, they care about pursuing their purpose in life. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to interview people about writing. I'm, I'm going to interview people about overcoming struggles in their life. And I said, okay. That's going to be my niche. And then I started figuring out different titles for my book, then my design outline for my book. And I I, I said, okay, how am I going to go about this? I really didn't know how to go, go, go about this. At first, podcast wasn't really an option. I got in touch with Casey Adams at that time. This was around June. Of 2019, I just turned uh, 28 years old. He said, Shlomo, you need to start a podcast. Start a podcast right now. I said, podcast? I never I never thought about podcast, podcasting. Uh, and then I said, you know what? I'm going to start a podcast. He helped me launch my podcast. I, I launched my first five episodes. Then I started messaging different people. I Messaged about 20 people. Only a couple people said yes to my interview. So I released a couple interviews here and there. And then I started messaging people every single day, every single day, every single day day to be on my podcast. Majority of people said no. But then more and more and more and more people started to say yes and yes and yes. And I started developing a brand around Teenage Impact. And then it started skyrocketing. I started interviewing more people. More people started saying yes. And that's how kind of my podcast came about and I started writing my book after each person I interviewed, I, I summarize about 20% of those interviews and started building up my manuscript on Microsoft Word. That's really how teenage impact came about the, besides the main reason of writing the book for myself and being bullied, I wanted to open conversation between people. Teenagers to parents, parents to teenagers, teenagers to other teenagers, teenagers to counselors and other trusted adults. And I wanted people to open up about the struggles in their life. I wanted them to be honest with themselves. I wanted them to be honest with other individuals about the struggles they are facing. The number one thing I found in common between all 51 interviews in my book is they all said that you need to open up. And the, their biggest regret in your life is not telling other people about what they were facing. You know, a lot of these people in the book were facing suicidal thoughts. Some of the people in the book even tried committing suicide. A lot of the people in the book were anxious, they were depressed, they had confidence issues. They thought something was wrong with them until they get help later on in life. And that's when they realize they should have just asked for help early on in their life. And hence the title of the book, Never Fight Alone, because I strongly believe you should never fight alone in this world. What are the lessons I have learned from interviewing all types of people, people who are sexually sexually abused at the age of six years old? Someone who was born with dwarfism and they got a surgery at the age of 15, which le- led him to paralyze at the, from the waist down. People who was addicted to porn, people who was raised in foster cares and was abused in the system, all sorts of people, people who were raised poor and then became multimillionaires. people who, you know, their family was poor. And then they started making six figures in high school what did I learn while writing this book? Never fight alone. By the way, if you haven't picked up your copy, pick up your copy right now from Amazon. Well, I'm going to share with you four lessons I've learned from writing a book. So if you want to write a book right now or in the future, keep on listening to this episode. Number one, first lesson I have learned is small, consistent writing, 30 minutes to 60 minutes a day can go a long way. Do not try to write the entire book. Do not try to get all your ideas out in a week or a month. It takes time to write a great book. I had to write every day or every week. You know, small, consistent actions would come a long way. I'm in the John Maxwell program. When he first became a speaker, his dad told him, if you want to become a successful speaker, you need to make a habit of writing every day, 30 minutes a day. Just just write every single morning or every single night before you go to sleep, 30 minutes to 60 minutes a day, just write. Even though, even though when you have a brain fart, when you can't think of anything, just think of a lesson, think of a memory you had, think of a statistic, think of a quote, and just start writing based off of that without any editing. The editing process will come later on in life. In the beginning, all you should do is just write. Every day, just write. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, until you have enough for your book. The second goal I have learned from the book writing process is create a realistic goal and have a a realistic timeline. When I first started writing my book in the end of July, my timeline was have the book out in January. That, that includes 51 interviews because I thought everyone, people would just say yes to my interviews and I would just write the book off the back and edit it within a month and boom, out the door. I didn't take a lot of things into consideration. And here we are in mid-September, I'm writing the book. I release my book. That is, let's see, nine months later, I'm nine months off from my deadline. Set realistic goals. You know, set at least 12 months. Give yourself at least 12 months if you want to create a great book and have a successful book launch. At least minimum a year. Some people even take two to three Years, but I would say one to two years is a realistic timeline for you to do. That also puts into consideration setbacks. Setbacks like, you know, if you want to write an interview book, setbacks like people saying no to your interviews. More, You're going to have a little dry season where more people are saying no to your interviews and saying yes, and then all of a sudden, you're going to have people that you haven't that having replied back to you in the last three months and all of a sudden responds back to you and says, Hey, I want to get interviewed by you. And then more people are starting to say yes. Then you're going to have influx of different people saying yes. And then you're going to have another dry season and the same thing goes for your writing. Maybe there's something personal going on in your life. Give yourself some time for different things happening. And then once you fully complete your book, then there's the editing process. The editing process is a whole nother beast. You're gonna realize, okay, you're gonna take out and scratch some things from your book, you're gonna add some things from your book. There's gonna be a lot of grammatical errors. You're gonna you're gonna reread your book, you're gonna reread your book, and then you're gonna reread your book a couple more times, and then you're gonna have an editor reread your book and fix some things, and then you're gonna have editor reread your book again and then you're gonna reread your book and then you're gonna reread your book again and then you're gonna go back and forth with your editor and then you're gonna have a second or third person reading your book and catching those minor mistakes that the main editor didn't get so be prepared to reread your book at least three or four times along with a few editors and then you're gonna have a typesetter a typesetter is someone who formats your book and give yourself at least a month for that. And then give yourself some time publishing your book through Amazon or wherever you publish your book and then give yourself at least a minimum, a month of marketing your book to your audience. And that's in between the time from you publishing your book to a month from now that you are now marketing your book. The third lesson I learned, from my book writing process is if you are going to self-publish, if you're going to self-publish a book, I can't speak on getting my book done through a publisher, but if you're going to self-publish a book, my recommendation, just do it through Amazon. Makes your life a lot easier, especially if you don't have a brand. And I went through Ingram and Ingram I would say is okay. The reason why I went through Ingram is because uh, they did hardcover copy in which I love my hardcover copy. My hardcover copy right here, sexy. But if I can go back, I would just go directly through Amazon. Why? Because Amazon, you get higher, higher royalties. You get more money for paperback books. You get more money for ebooks and they even distribute your books to different distributors like Barnes Noble's. Ingram does it globally all around the world and they have more connections with different retailers. And I have more of my copies in different retailers around the world. You know how many of those people actually are going to buy my book? Amazon is well known around the world. You get more money. It's less time, and especially when I'm trying to order my hardcover copy books, especially during the coronavirus situation, it takes around six to eight weeks just to get my author copies. With Amazon, it's only going to take about 10 days. So if you're not looking to publish a book through hardcover, I highly recommend you just do it through Amazon. And the last lesson I learned is number four, build relationships and create your brand simultaneously while you are writing your book. You know, what most people do, and I made this mistake while doing this, is I took a little break from social media. It was very hard to keep up with social media. It's very hard to build relationships with different people while writing my book. It was overwhelming, you know, especially I was in the beginning stages. I was working a full-time job. I was doing this, interviewing different people. But when you are building your brand, if you don't have a, if you don't have a brand while you're trying to sell your book, you're just not going to sell your book, except through your friends and your family members. But when you're building your brand, you're getting uh, lower followers, and then you're also going to be writing your book at the same time. And while you are building your brand, you can now sell your book to all your different followers that you have built in the past one to two years. Also, when you are trying to reach out to different media outlets, when you're trying to reach out to different podcasters, when you're trying to reach out to book bloggers, it's not going to be like, hey, I released my book. Do you want to have me on your podcast? Do you want me to have you on your blog? Can you write an article about me? It's not going to be a surprise. You're going to have that relationship in three to six months. I would say write a list of 100 media outlets, podcasters, articles, blog sites you want to be on and slowly establish that relationship in three to six month time span. So when your book is finally out, you can say, hey, a book is finally out. Do you mind me? Do you mind writing an article about me? Do you mind having me on your podcast episode. So it's it's now you have that relationship going on and now you can reach their audience. If you want to write a book right now, here's the number one tip I can provide you. The number one reason I wrote a book is not to make money. You don't make that much money on writing a book. You really don't. For the amount of work and effort you put in, you don't make money from writing a book. What you do make money on is now... I'm more credible. People will book me for speaking engagements, which would be very, very beneficial for me in the long run. More people are going to book me because they see me as more credible. That's how I'm going to be making more money. Um, I didn't do it for the fame. I didn't do it to become more credible. Yes, it's nice. Yes, more people look up to me now because I'm an, a published author. It makes me a lot more credible. But the number one reason I wrote a book and this kept me going when I didn't feel like writing, when I felt like giving up. And it's, I wanted to extend my impact to the world. I want someone reading this book, uh, a parent giving their book to their child, or niece or nephew or one of their uh, students. And are reading this book, they're going through a hard time and they're reading chapter eight and they're really like, oh my gosh, chapter eight, I can really relate to the story. And from then on, from feeling sad, now they're making changes to becoming more open to other people when they're going through this trouble. I want someone to read this book and feeling lost with their life and saying, oh, my gosh, I think I know what my purpose is. And then they go fulfill their purpose in life and they feel a lot better about themselves. I want someone to read this book who is suicidal. And now no longer wants to commit suicide. And now they are taking steps to becoming better, to becoming more fulfilled and happier with their life. They go on and to, they finally admit to their parents, hey, I want to go get counseling. I need some help. They go to their parents, you know, I'm not well. And then they're making changes to become better. That is what I want to accomplish from the book. I want to extend my impact. Money is great, speaking engagements is great, everything else is great, but what really is the best feeling is when someone picks up the book and changes their life. And so if you wanna become a published author and your number one motive is to get money, you're not gonna make that much money. The only way you're gonna make money off a book is if you already have a large audience. And even then, your, your the amount of money that is capped off. You're not going to make that much money based off of your speaking engagements, your programs. If you're writing a book to become more credible, that's also great. But just know that if you don't have a great speech, if you don't have a great program, no matter how credible you are, your business is not going to get off the ground. If you're having a book to get your fame. Just know the fame will eventually wear off and then people will go on with their lives. You're not going to get those likes on social media after you release your book. But what will continue on for the rest of your life is people buying this book five years from now, reading it and saying, wow, this book changed my life. So I would say if you want to write a book, write it for impact. Thank you for tuning in for this podcast episode. I really hope you got some insight on why I wrote this book, my book writing process journey. It definitely wasn't, it wasn't always smooth. I doubted myself many times. I thought to myself, you know is people really gonna read this book? Is people really gonna find this book valuable? I doubted myself, but I kept going, I kept on persisting until finally my book was completed It's the best feeling in the world. If you haven't picked up your copy yet, pick up your copy right now. I have the link in the description. It's on Amazon, hardcover, ebook. It's in um, paperback. It's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, eBay. Thank you for tuning in this episode. Until next time, peace.